He's he's Wait. <laughs> how, how how Native American are you? Eighth. What an eighth? Yeah. He's like Does that count? No. Yeah, it doesn't count for eighth. No. What kind of Native American? The Cherokee, the Cherokee Nation. So, like, my great-grandfather's name was Walking Stick. and oh, then really? Yeah. And then my grandma existed. And then my dad. <laughs> is your grandma a white, a white lady? But yeah. Is she, I mean, because it's like Walking Stick got with a white person. And then more white. Swinging that walking stick around. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it in the Miller household. That's how we do it. Uda Labnusti. That's how you say walking stick. So walking stick was Cherokee. Walking stick was Cherokee, man. He would have loved hustle and flow. Yeah. So my scary. dad loves hustle and flow. My dad, who is white, basically, loves hustle and flow. But he is country. And that movie is country, kind of. I mean, it's like hood, but it's like country. And so it's like, man, look here, man. Like, you know? I have never seen Hustle and Flow. I have no idea. But you just know about the Terrence Howard main? Yeah. I, know. Oh, okay. I mean, I know about Terrence Howard. Yeah. He's pretty crazy. You know, he has his own... Uh, he thought he invented a new kind of math. <laughs> <laughs> one plus one does not equal two. Yeah. Teriology. Teriology? <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, yeah. What the... He's awesome, dude. I gotta look the hold on. Now I gotta look up teriology. Also, we have a yeah. third... We have a third mic today. This is my, my pal... Whatever we we'll figure out, but he's a true ben, blue. Ben Jacobson. Ben Jacobson. Yeah, he's so, a true blue Aussie, and he loves a VB at twenty to eight in the fucking morning. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get it. We're gonna get some Aussie listeners on this one. Wait, is true blue? Is that an American thing? No, mate. Dinky die. True blue Aussie. Put the mic oh, up that's closer. Really? Yeah, man. Oh, is that where that comes from? When Americans say it, is it they're referencing an Australian thing? I mean, I, maybe it rhymes though. So. Yeah, I think probably a lot of people came up with that one. I guess if it rhymes, it's got to be true. Yeah, it's got to be real. <laughs> Terrence Howard, one. Terrence Howard strongly believes that one times one equals two, and the media is lying to you about it. He said, "He goes, how can it equal one, man? If one times one equals one, that means that two has no value because one times itself has no effect, man." <laughs> pretty obvious to our listeners but i'll just say it just for the record franklin's reading just text and he's doing that voice himself yeah that's me i yeah. know it sounded like terrence howard was on the podcast for a second teriology <laughs> man teriology they're lying to you mate it's big arithmetic big arithmetic they're holding us all down i know thank you for thank to terrence howard for showing us the truth of course this is so. This is when we say true blue Aussie. This is it. If you're a fucking fair dinkum, fucking full grown Aussie, this is what you'd have for breakfast, you fucking dog cunts. The fucking VB. <laughs> Long neck. At 20 to 8 in the fucking morning. Get that up, yeah. <laughs> Puts in the side, too, right in the side of his mouth. Get that up, yeah. What is he drinking? What is it? VB, the, the Green Demon, Victor Bravo, the San Francisco 49er. It's, it's made for a hard-earned thirst, mate, you know? Yeah, it looks like it. Long neck. It's the long neck. Big sipping. Absolutely, man. This the, the long neck, 750 mils, you know? It's like a 24-ounce beer, man. At 20 to 8 in the fucking morning. <laughs> yeah, that's the best time to have a beer. <laughs> In the shower before your construction job. 
dude, that everybody in Australia works construction. They all wear that high vis orange shirt, and they all wear That's shorts. Everyone that works construction in America too. No, oh, oh. high vis orange shirt. Yeah, but they're wearing like t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, got, this is. I got three is, construction t-shirts in my room. Does this look bad because I work in construction and I'm like, that's such an Australian. You work in administrative construct. You don't work on the fucking job site. I'm a bricklayer. Yeah, that's what wish. I do. You wish, kid. <laughs> I wouldn't even be. You ever been to a construction site and guys start like making fun of you? Uh, no. They uh, usually cat coal. Cat coal for yeah, he's pretty. A, a pretty lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys. <laughs> Guess who's not getting paid this week? <laughs> hey, Frankie. <laughs> Pushing pencils in the office. You're like, mm-hmm. I know I'm a little miss thing on the job site. Yeah, dude. I, I've never seen brick and mortar ever in my life, bro. You know, you ever have a manual labor job in your life? Yeah, I did. I worked construction whenever um, during the pandemic. My parents run a, a small business. They run like this conference center. And mostly because it was renovating, mostly I did, I did most of the demo myself, but I installed a few things. So, you know, I had to work construction. Like what? Like I, I basically rebuilt a bathroom with the, the assist of the regular maintenance man there, but I was like the second guy. So it was just me and him. And were st- you helpful to him or do you think you were no. a burden? I was a big help because like on days he wasn't there, they would give me a list of things and I just get the, get that done. Like I, I gutted this entire bathroom and installed like it looks perfect. It lo- It's a nice handicap accessible ADA bathroom That's cool. with the bars and everything. You just give me a drill. You give me a hammer. You give me a drill. I'll get the job done. All right. I'll give you like a stack of two by fours and some tools and just see what you can make for my apartment. They don't want me. They You don't want to give me that. <laughs> the world doesn't want me to have that power in my hand. Right. I'll build a comedy club. How about that? All right. The mothership. Like just some wood. Just some wood. Dude, all some, you need is all you're doing. All you need is just a stage, slightly maybe. elevated surface. And I'm going to say it's a club. That's it. Damn. Franco's DIY. Franco's DIY. Franco's DIY. Look, that's how you get booked. All right? That's how you get Are booked. Are you a comedian, Ben Jacobson? No. No, no. Ben Jacobson is a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Very boring. Uh, boring? Or do you ever, or do you ever like, defend, like, a murderer or something? Uh, I do I do transactional stuff, so no. No. He's into murders and executions. That's what he does. Oh, like uh, Patrick, Mur- Patrick Bateman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, do the murdering. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. But... Despite, despite my profession, I, I I have too done a little bit of manual labor down at the nut factory, shoveling almonds in Western Australia. Shoveling almonds. Yeah, shoveling almonds. Shoveling just just off the ground. There's like a pile of them, and you shovel them. No, no, the no, no. You got like power the train. <laughs> power the train with almonds. <laughs> this no. train runs on almonds. No, it's like he, 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 I worked for a, like a like a wholesaler, like selling like bagged almonds, like by the pallet. Okay. And so it's like you know, at one point I you know had to work the production line, and so you got you know a big bin like that has like um, a, a ton of, of almonds yeah. in it, and <laughs> you just shovel that into the hopper, like for the machine for like you know you do that for like three hours. What is it, the hopper doing? Grinds them up. Or no, the hopper, the them. hopper, like feeds the the almonds into the bagging machine it's like conveyor belt yeah all right there we go 
I speak Australian. What are the, do you have any dirty secrets about the, the almond industry? Nut industry. What do you know about big almond? Is there ever like a like a dead animal in the nuts, and they're just like shovel it in, shovel it in anyway? <laughs> shovel them, <laughs> shovel a rat in there. So it was like I'm surprised shoveling the rat is not another euphemism for sex in Australia. It shoveled the rat in there. <laughs> Stab stabbing the rat is a euphemism for jerking off. Really? You ever heard that one? No, nah, I never heard How that. The That's fuck like, are you jerking off, bro? Violently, <laughs> just punching himself in the balls. That's what he's doing. That sounds like some long eye. That's some I'm long eye. Stabbing out. with a knife, stabbing my hairy penis. Oh, you stabbing a rat over there? <laughs> you stabbing a rat? <laughs> but it, no, no dirty secrets. No, no. There's so never we been like a contamination, and they're like, don't, so, just don't tell so, me. so we had this. We had this boss that was known as the. Uh, the Sultan of Condal Park, where the factory was. The Sultan? Yes. <laughs> the Sultan of the Almond Factory? Yeah, well, we also did We also did dried apricots, right? 90% of the world's uh, dried apricots come from Turkey. So, from Turkey? But you were in Australia. Yeah, but you import them. Right you just got to import them down. So but you can shovel them? They're like, yeah. you're the best shoveler in Western yeah. Australia. Look uh, at this guy's deltoids. Absolutely. I can shovel for days, mate. But <laughs> the Sultan, the Sultan, he didn't really care too much for like general business ethics. So like, almonds so get... He was Turkish? That's why you called him the Sultan? He he's not Turkish. I don't want to give away too many too many identifying <laughs> details. He was just from, the Sultan from around that area, shall we say? But right. yeah, like you know, if it was raining outside, he would like park his jag like in the factory, like where we were supposed to be doing like the shoveling. Which is, I'm sure that's some type of. I guess so. Just blowing s- exhaust. Onto yeah. The yeah. And then, like, you know, he just liked to break contracts, like, on the sly, though. Like, almonds, almonds get graded, right? And so, you know, you got you got your contract for the Primo almonds. And what the Sultan used to do <laughs> is uh, he would get, like, 70% Primo almonds and then, like, 30% mid almonds and blend it all together and then just sell it as Primo. Damn. What a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Should be in prison. No, it's, it's, it's a dirty, dirty almond game, man. I, I, He's I've, I've laundering been almonds all. before. I've been eating them. And they're just popping in my mouth like, mm, these are good almonds. No, and then you get one bad one. one that I'm like, mm. I think the Sultan stuck his dirty fingers into the <laughs> oh. He stabbed the rat and then stuck it in there. He's scheming on these almonds. These Look, I mean, if you really... Primo. If you really wanted the the nut industry dirty secret, is that uh, a shocking percentage of uh, cashews are processed using slave labor in oh, Vietnam? Blood cashews, yeah, that's a real thing. Oh, and really? and yeah. the and so cashews, right? They're not they're not a, a, a true nut, right? So it's like they grow, and there's like this sort of fruit fleshy thing around it. It's called cashew apple, right? Yeah. And the juice of that where like the actual like nut is is like caustic it's like acidic right and they've just got little children out there (laughs) burning their hands to bring you your blood cashews mate we don't we don't we don't rock with cashews here this is an almond and pistachio house i really only eat pistachios yeah that's like my only nut i love pistachios yeah damn blood 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 cashews i'm looking this up Cashew fruit. I'm looking up the fruit. I guess all the clothes I'm wearing are also probably produced by slave labor. I mean, I'm wearing Nike top to bottom, so... Oh, my... Look at that. It looks like a bell pepper with, like, a thing on the end of it. 
It does look like a bell pepper, yeah. That's crazy. You wearing head to toe Nike? Is that what you do usually? Uh, I'm a big Nike guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Nike. Big Nike guy. I can't wait for the Franco. Do you ever get the, the Nike swoosh shaved into your head? No, I did have some design shaved in my head when I was big into frat rap in like 2010, and I was like, yeah, I can relate to the rap game. What? What was frat rap? Frat rap was like Mac Miller, Sammy Adams, Asher Roth, early G Easy, Mike Stud. I mean, I there's, there's, there's I, a, I knew literally one guy. There was, was a guy from West Virginia named Yui Mac. That was a frat rap guy. So what did you have shaved into your head? I just got like three lines. I got. Th- <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? The N word. <laughs> uh, I had I had three lines. I had three lines shaved into my head, like little racing stripes shaved into the oh, side okay. of my head. That's not. I would have seen that. Have been like, oh, Franklin got three lines. Yeah, uh, like he's a fan of cheesy Mike. <laughs> Mike Stud. Mike the Stud. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you I drove a blacked out Honda Civic with a subwoofer in it. I was I was that guy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't get laid in high school. That's all right. <laughs> all right. You, you 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 have more character because you never got laid. In high That's school. true. I think there's truth more, to that. Uh, you have more of a deeper personality and sense of self. Working on myself. Yeah. Someone who got a lot of pussy and is awesome. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm with you. I didn't get laid till like the very end of high school, and it was with my girlfriend. No, we talked about this because we got laid at the same time because I was 19 and you were 18. 17. Uh, 17, and I was, whatever, 18. And it was like we were probably hooking up at the same time. It's true. Yeah. You did, look so you good ever, with your... When did you lose your virginity? 18. I finished, 18. I'd finished high school. So. Oh, yeah. All right. You look well, so good with, your, with your new haircut. You look good. Thanks. I just wanted to say that so on you, air. Thanks. All right, to. back to you. You ever get a Nike swoosh shaved in your head? No, no, I didn't. I rocked the, I rocked like the. Uh, you had the Macklemore. Yeah, haircut. I had the Macklemore haircut from Not like really. 2010 until like two years ago, and then I just decided I needed to look more like my idol Travis Kelsey, and so <laughs> I just went. <laughs> Just went full hog, dude. Did you when you got hog, the Macklemore haircut? Did you show your barber a picture of Macklemore? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. And I thought I thought I was being like pretty cool, right? So when I left high school, I played for this like semi-professional rugby team, right? right. And in our team, including myself, we had three white people, and everyone else was Pacific Islander, right? And these guys were playing under twenties. And, like, most of these guys have, like, they work in fucking construction. Like, their partners and their kids are coming to watch our games in, <laughs> in under 20s. Like, these guys are 19 years old <laughs> with, like, multiple kids. <laughs> All Pacific, a Hollander. And, you know, I'd gotten this schmick new haircut. I think I thought I was looking good and came down to training. And I just... Macklemore, the entire fucking training session... <laughs> <laughs> so I just had to accept it. But did it bring you closer together as a team? The it, ribbing it, you that way? It did. It it, it really was. It, it really seemed like, because they used to like make fun of me for going to university as well, and it seemed like <laughs> shitting on me was like a really good like. Oh, look at, this, look at this bloke. He goes to college. He thinks he's going to get a degree. Look at that guy. Yeah, ex- pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. You think you're so smart, eh? <laughs> Someone's got to be that guy, you know, on the team. It, bring, it brings everyone. Camaraderie, yeah. A team that doesn't have that guy, they don't win championships. You got to have a punching bag. 
yeah yeah so that was that was me but you know it swings and roundabouts after a while you know as an 18 year old like being able to identify like what pacific nation someone comes from by like the the design on the tattoos on the arms very useful for building rapport with bouncers <laughs> in australia yes yeah in america that's like kind of useless yeah. <laughs> yeah hold on let me see what type of ta- hmm that looks like fiji maybe and the you know, you're they, just like when down you the block. know when you like identify that on somebody are they like oh shit like they're like excited that you know yeah that? yeah absolutely so it's so, like you see it and like you know you have a look i'm you know you have a look or there's someone you go up to him you're like hey us, what's going on if they're tongan you call them toko talks so yeah. And they they're cool with that or yeah, dude. It just means cousin. Oh word, okay. Yeah, That's I pretty figured, cool. I figured it wasn't like a derogatory thing if you're just throwing it around so willy nilly. I feel like in the states you can't really say "cuz" to each other because the Crips sort of took that one. You can't be like, "What up, cuz?" You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean you never you, you never know what's gonna upset someone. That's also true in America. That's also true. So you just gotta just say everything all the time and upset everyone. <laughs> It's just, <laughs> yeah. That was, so, what are you doing in America? Do you live here? Yeah, yeah. man. I live I live live down in the nation's capital. In DC. Yeah, in so DC. A lawyer in DC. Yeah, yeah. But it's Ben Jacobson. It's Ben Jacobson yes. is his name. Ben Jacobson. Ben Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the only Australian lawyer in DC. <laughs> there. There are. There's a community. Okay. N- not that I'm aware of. I also typically don't like seeing other Australians in America. I've I've carved really? out, I've carved out my niche. I get too much attention for being exotic. Like, go find your own American white people. I'd understand that. Thanks to, to dazzle. Yeah. When I went, I went to Denmark when I was 19 because I have a friend that lives there. And anytime we'd run into an American traveler, they would really try to like. Like be like, oh, what, what's what, how's your trip and what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing my own thing. I'm yeah, like, I'm talking to dangerous girls who think I'm cool because I'm an American. You know? <laughs> I don't need this fucking dork breathing down my neck. You don't need this guy with like a hike. He's got his all his hiking stuff on. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just head to yeah. toe, LL Bean. I, I get that. What are you is, when you run into another Australian? Are they like weird about it, or do they treat do they the same? Where they're like, I have my own thing going on. Uh it's usually they 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 usually they usually cool about it like one of the issues though when you like run into like Australians like over here is that they tend to come from like super super like rich backgrounds and they tend to suck. Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I how, get that. How much would it, is the flight? Does just the flight from like I guess Sydney to New York? Uh, I'm t- I know I'm doing that one later today, actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, f- Sydney to New York, like, you're looking at, like, what, six hours to get to L.A., and then, like, 12 and a half, 13 from L.A., so, you, you know, you're looking at, like, 22, 23 hours of, of flight time. Jesus Christ. I don't know if I could ever do it. No, and he's going. I don't know why you're doing this as big as you are. He's going economy, overseas, middle seat, bro. How are you doing that? I respect that. Common man. He yeah, lives in DC. I, he's got. It's he's got to keep up appearances. He's one of the people. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say one. One, I got to save money, but then two, like. 
got like a little bit of a strategy going. Okay. Right. What's the strat? Are you trying to get get laid on the flight? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) That's the strategy. No. So, but the timing, the timing is going to be the issue, right? Because I want to eat like a whole bunch of the bell, like two, three hours before I get on that flight, right? If I'm in the middle seat. You're talking about Taco Bell? Yeah. Take off, right? Out of your mind. You take off. As soon as soon as that plane leaves the ground, I'm gonna start ripping ass, just like real, real bad. <laughs> and then, like 45 minutes in, my seatmates around me are gonna request change. No one wants to sit near me because I'm the stinky motherfucker. And then you got the whole road to yourself, man. You got to play 3D chess sometimes. He's trying to air out. You're trying right. to up the heater on him. <laughs> yeah, I like any kind of strategy that involves the farts. Is pretty. Good. <laughs> like it's that's also just like such like a middle school harebrained scheme. And just like, all right, we're gonna fart, and then it's like. <laughs> I don't know why you're calling it harebrained. I think it's genius. I think it's smart. I, I've never been on a. I've, I didn't even honestly know that you could request a seat change on a flight. Never, it never even occurred to me. I've put up with all sorts of bullshit. But it's like like a really long haul flight like that. Like you just get up and you change seats. I don't even ask the attendant. Are there usually open seats? Well, no, they're like a sign. But like more people aren't getting on the plane after an hour. So like, I guess if a row's empty, that's free real estate. I've only had one occurrence where I get. like a seat change and it was on my flight to cincinnati a couple months ago the attendant walks through and goes who is sitting by somebody they don't know boom and she goes come with me and i got upgraded to that middle class i'll tell you what i might be a middle class flyer from now on middle class the middle class business economy was the plane economy plus york to cincinnati it wasn't very big but it was one of those it was one of those it was one of those where it has like the two like that you have more leg room is basically what you're paying for. You have you have the more leg room. Never heard of middle class before. It's not called middle class, but it's like economy plus or whatever, or business class. All right. So, All right. So you're making like eighty thousand dollars a year or something. I'm not at liberty to talk about. My <laughs> <life>. <laughs> just, what's your bank routing number? <laughs> he just sucks all the money out yeah, of there. We could change your name. Yeah. <laughs> my Birthday name is, and mother's maiden name. My name is Charles <laughs> Frankel. Yeah, what was the name of your favorite childhood? <laughs> Dude, the story about how I met Ben Jacobson is is interesting. You, uh, Craft and carry down the block. Okay. I was sitting in there chilling, and, and uh, James Donlin, funny comic, used to be the barman back there. And so I would just come in and just chat with him, and all of a sudden, this big dude sits down next to me, and he asks, how do you know all the barmen? And I was like, oh, it's, he's a comic. And he goes, oh, do you do comedy? And then just fast friends. And then uh, oh, nice. that's okay. how I met. He, he picked me up at a bar. And he, he's, Recently? He's a big game. Uh, a year, yeah, like a, a year, year and a half, yeah. a year and a half, okay. maybe. And now you you're staying at his apartment right no. now. No, oh no. god, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about just up in the heater with Taco Bell. I can't let that Neanderthal yeah. in my house. Is there Taco Bell in Australia? There was, dude. There was. It went out of business. Really? I mean, you make people it sound- don't like Taco Bell in Australia. Like Mexican food in Australia. I mean, not that I should be calling Taco Bell Mexican food, but. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we've just got better, like, the fast food that we've got going already is was pretty good, man. You like, guys like what? you what guys love KFC. Yeah, a bit dirty bird, mate. 
The Dirty Bird. Dirty Bird is that a, that's the name of a franchise? That's a, that's what that's a slang term for KFC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like an Australian thing. Fried Dirty Wallaby and shit. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a is there a fast food chain that only exists in Australia that I wouldn't know about? Yeah, a Porto. A Porto? Yeah. What do you get there? That Portuguese flame flame grilled chicken. Oh, that sounds burgers. nice. That sounds tight. Yeah. yeah. Fresh, not frozen. Grilled okay. not fried. So this okay. sounds like Wendy's. Portuguese your- Chipotle, yeah. Yeah. No, it's better, man. You gotta get it you gotta get it with the chili, man. So good. Chili? Yeah, that sounds like Wendy's. Big, yeah. <laughs> yeah, chili. The big the big the the big <laughs> thing though, it, when it comes to Australia's culinary scene, fast food. We need chicken salt over here in the land of freedom. Chicken salt? Yeah. What is it? Is that salt that's chicken flavored? Yeah. That's as good as you think, man. Chicken I've salt. Had, you know what I've had? I was in France one time, and they had like Lay's chips that were rotisserie chicken flavored. Oh, that sounds nice. It tasted, exactly, it tasted exactly like a rotisserie chicken. I would chicken. knock out. So I would have been with that. They might have had chicken salt on them or something. That, that's probably, yeah, but it was dope, right? It was very good, yeah. Yeah, I would have knocked out a whole case of that. I'm a chip guy. That's the problem with me. Is I'm a, I'm a weird chip guy and I'm a weird juice guy. I live for going in the grocery store and seeing like a brand I haven't tried yet and being like, let me give it a go. That's what I live for. An obscure, obscure chip obscure flavor. Chips. Obscure you ever go chips. To like, a, like a bodega in Brooklyn and get chips that don't even have like English words on them. No, I'm not that dumb. No, no, no. Whoa. I'm not that dumb. D- I'm not that dumb. No. It's just a different culture. Oh. No, you're a fucking racist, Franklin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, Frank, you ever tried a chicharron? I'm not stupid. <laughs> I would never degrade myself. <laughs> Something so foreign. <laughs> oh, come on. No, I'm talking like when Lay's has like chicken and waffle flavors. I'll have that. Do you ever have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all right. They had, I was in a gas station in like uh, Pennsylvania or Ohio or something. Yeah. And they had smart food popcorn that was Krispy Kreme glazed donut flavor. What? Yeah. I guess it was just like kettle corn, but it just looked so fucking disgusting. I had, uh, I tell you what I like is Utz crab chips. You familiar? It's basically like Uts with Old Bay seasoning on them. Oh my god, bro! I, I will like, you like sunflower seeds. Oh yeah, Old Bay sunflower seeds. Never had that. I'll try that though. Never I had that. Never had that. I'll try that. There was another one. Oh, dude, at Van Leeuwen, they have ice cream that's uh, chocolate, but tapatio. It has like it's like somehow infused. It's it's like spicy, but it's chocolate. I I don't I don't rock with that, but. I wouldn't like the hot sauce ice cream. That's just me, though. They had mac and cheese flavored ice cream. They're like giving it out in Union Square. Yeah, I bet they're giving it out. Nobody wants that. They had ranch flavored. Van Leeuwen had a ranch collab with Hidden Valley. What? Like, what? You guys got ranch in Australia? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a terrible, terrible American importation. (laughs) It's like, 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 I like blue cheese over ranch. Or is that also another gross? You don't like blue cheese? I mean, like, I personally, like, don't really, like, like blue cheese dressing that much, but, like... Bet you'd like it if I fucking covered it in chicken salt. (laughs) Probably, (laughs) dude. But I just feel, I just feel dirty eating ranch. Like, you know, you get some nugs, some ranch, but you can only eat that at home, and you just, like, you feel like you need to take a shower afterwards. Yeah, I feel like I need to take a shower, like, inside of my body. (laughs) 
Not like, <laughs> my skin is fine, but inside it's just turmoil. <laughs> it's a real nightmare. Especially blue cheese. I love blue cheese, but it makes me just fucking... The, the smell of the exhaust... <laughs> the exhaust. ...is a nightmare. So you're telling me I should get some blue cheese down before this flight, right? Put some blue cheese on your taco, whatever you get. On your... <laughs> <laughs> Your d- Doritos Locos tacos. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get in a Taco Bell? You like the Mexican pizza? Crunch Wrap Supreme. All right, that's a classic. And then never, and I've never had Taco Bell. I couldn't. What? I yeah, I know what these things are because I see commercials and shit, but I've never had. I used to like. I used to have like these cinnamon twist things at Taco Bell that were really good. A little dessert. There's a Taco Bell in my hometown that so many times, like. An employee would like drop a band aid into the oh. food that it got shut down. They got so many reports of that were happening in people's food that they just shut it down. Jesus Christ. I know, right? Long Island, not the place for Taco Bell. Who would have no. thought? Great food on Long Island, though, otherwise. Good seafood on good Long pizza, Island. Good pizza, good seafood, good delis. The best. Do you have good diners, too? That's like the home of the diner to me. Sure. Long Island. Sure. Sure. You ever been to Long Island? I have. Really? We're at some partner's house. Oh. So, okay. Yeah. Foreign lawyer. Yeah, it <laughs> was. His house is pretty fucking dope, though. He, oh, I bet, yeah. A lot of rich people on Long Island. Dude, the guy had a fucking baseball batting cage at his house. I knew a guy who had that going on. Uh-oh. Here we go. All right. Interesting. He was, like, just having... Was like, it on, by the water? Near the nah. water? No. Oh, no. Nah. Pauper. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Your baseball cage is yeah. is mainland. Yeah, disgusting, dude. If it's not on a floating pontoon, I don't want it. That's right. <laughs> so what? What's the plan? Being a lawyer, Are you trying to be like a politician, or like a political fixer? No, Michael dude. Cullen? No, dude. I'm just trying to make. I'm just trying it's to make fixer. money right now, and uh, I want to open up my own gym, bro. Oh yeah. Seems like that you're doing it backwards. I'm just lawyering to pay the bills so I can <laughs> open the gym. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a very reasonable dream. Yeah, that's dude. Good, but yeah. it's like you know, you need you need money. I like nice things. You need a roof over your head. But sure. can you imagine that, mate? You just get to hang out at a gym like ten hours a day. Sounds like heaven to me. And he doesn't work out. He just watches. He <laughs> likes. To, he just likes to go and watch. You have cameras on all this. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. Well, like, but also like, if you own the gym, right? You have access to. You have access to to intel that really helps guide your your decision making process, right? So, every gym I go to, you got to spend a bit of time, maybe six weeks. Got to figure out when the milfs work out. And so typically, you know, Synergy Fitness uh, on on 2nd Ave, if you want the MILFs, you've got to get there before 7. That's when they work out, right? But then, Bolston, Virginia Square, the the MILFs are a little bit more laid back. They get to the gym a little bit later, you know, 7.45. And so... (laughs) All right. You know, and so you're a gym owner, you're there all the time. You know exactly when, you know, so. So I can aggressively stalk these mills. It's a good thing that we're using your alter ego on this podcast. (laughs) It's not advisable to be like, yeah, I'm trying to get into any business. Trying to get into business for the pussy. (laughs) 
But uh, hey, man, more power to you. I, got, I really got into gym ownership for the chicks. That's really what it was. For the babes, yeah. Sorry. That's why I got into into crab fishing. <laughs> the, the tang. <laughs> I'm deadliest catch. They got the hottest babes. Uh, oh my gosh, she had such a strong back. I mean, <laughs> you should have seen it. I am really a sturdy, <laughs> very sturdy very lady. sturdy. Good sea legs, you got her sea legs. <laughs> I I will say this: there's like one fourth of my social media timeline is people like doing like crab boils or like seafood boils. I've only been to one in my life, but I am obsessed with the cooking process, and I know what it is every time because sure. I've seen what it is. It's not changing, but I want to see what maybe they're adding. Are they adding a little? You know, oh, this guy's adding orange juice. This guy's adding lemon juice. This, da, 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 da. Like. It's basically all the same thing, but I am obsessed with seeing the shrimp and the crawdads and uh, and the and the crabs come out and they throw the old bay on them. Yeah. We we need to have a Delicious. seafood boil. We need to have one. I wonder where I wonder where you could do that in Manhattan. Uh, nowhere. Literally, you should do that in the park. Yeah, it just see how quickly they get shut down. <laughs> yeah. Just have this just burner. Just have this burner. I'll just I'll do it on my fire escape. <laughs> if you put more than five pounds of pressure on the fire escape, that thing's going down. <laughs> you ever been to Louisiana? I have. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, this guy loves the South. Yeah, love, I survived. I survived a, a, a harrowing experience as a eighteen year old. I had to spend a summer in Cleveland, Mississippi. Cleveland, which, Mississippi. Yeah, Didn't yeah. Know about this place. Even better than Cleveland, Ohio, if you can believe it. <laughs> Way better chicks too. <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah, anyway, what time did the the milfs wake up in Cleveland, Mississippi? <sighs> you know, uh, twice was, after the rooster crows. <laughs> dude, I don't really know. I wasn't working out back then, but I would be. I would. I'd be interested to know. You know what time. <laughs> What time do the milfs work out? Yeah, for the for your Excel sheet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I survived. I survived a Greyhound bus ride from Cleveland, Mississippi, to New Orleans. Jesus. And at one point, uh, you know, I'd been in America less than a full year at that point. And you're getting on a hound. Yeah, you're getting on yeah. A hound. And, you're getting on a hound. And I was I was at the Greyhound stop in Baton Rouge, and <laughs> oh I was like, God. I'm going to die. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is where you die. Yeah, yeah. So, what you, what'd you see? What kind of characters were looming around? Well, like first at at, at the Cleveland at the Cleveland Greyhound stop, right? Mm-hmm. It was an affiliate, right? So it wasn't wasn't even a hound. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even a hound. And like the bus stop was like literally just like a pole, like <laughs> in this like parking lot, <laughs> right? And so the bus was running late. It's like hot as sin in Mississippi. And then like I'm just like standing there for a while, and this guy called Cornelius comes up to me, <laughs> and Cornelius was like, "Hey man, do you like hip hop?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And he pulls out a cassette tape. And this is like 2013, and he's like, hey, man, would you like to buy my tape? Like, I spit straight fire, um, and like, I'm really, really good. And I was like, Cornelius, no, I'm not interested. And then he was like, well, how about some weed then? And I was like, now you're talking, Cornelius. Like, you should have led with that, bro. I might have been more amenable to, I might have been more amenable to the, uh, the mixtape. Yeah, to the yeah, mixtape, yeah. if you'd led with that. And then what you call it? Yeah. 
it was just scary. Yeah. It was just yeah. scary. You know, you look you look outside, like out out through the windows in like Baton Rouge, it's just like Yeah, it's not a nice area. Not known for being a really pleasant no. part of the country. <laughs> they do have they do have a series of bar because they have the Louisiana LSU is down there, the big college. Yeah. And they have this big bar area that's like gated because they have like five or six bars inside of like one tight perimeter. They call it Tigerland. I need to go to Tigerland. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Why? Just to say you experienced it. You know, one of those places where you get a t-shirt. And it's like, I survived my experience in Tigerland. Or I survived Tigerland. 2023. Yeah. Did you give you a t-shirt when you take the Greyhound bus? <laughs> I, to go. I met Cornelius on the Greyhound bus. Thanks for choosing Hound. You're lucky you even... Yeah, you're lucky you made <laughs> it out alive on a, on a Greyhound in Baton Rouge. Did they were people just eating like <laughs> like driving with like gumbo in the back, just like an open pot of gumbo they were cooking in the back. Like essentially, but like like dude, like you got there and it's like you just have a look around and you're like, this situation is not good. And then like the self preservation instincts just like start kicking in. You're like, All right, let me get my back to a wall. Don't <laughs> look at anyone. Don't engage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty dicey. I like how what Franklin thinks is dicey is people eating on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's probably so bad. They're probably eating the spiciest gumbo. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. Too so, much so for innocent. me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. I mean, maybe they're. Tr- anyone try to sell you like uh, like oxycotton or Percocet or something? I guess that probably wasn't as big of a problem down there. 2013 down there yeah no i i also think i don't really give off pill addict vibes yeah but i just you know mixtape lover yes a dude (laughs) (laughs) a dude walking around baton rouge clearly not from there looking around people like oh he's probably here to buy buy some drugs you know oh i did not leave the greyhound stop (laughs) you stayed Oh yeah, like well, so like oh, no, we uh, stopped oh, at Baton Rouge. Yeah, 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 I got back on the bus eventually, but I didn't leave the stop. It was a stopover in Baton Rouge on way to New Orleans. Yeah, and then how was New Orleans? Yeah, where was it? Mardi Gras? Did you go for Mardi Gras? No, no, no. I was. Uh, I had some friends that were like working down there that summer. So, I mean, like New Orleans. New Orleans is like it's a really really interesting vibe right because you go down there the house is like absolutely beautiful like the architecture like the French like flavor is like really interesting and so it's like New Orleans is a really really interesting place but then it's like just pervaded by this like general level of like shittiness as well like the roads suck yeah um it's always really, really hot. Yeah. And then it's like, New Orleans, one of the really, really, like, weird things about it is that there's, like, almost no buffer between, like, the really rich and the really, really poor. And so, like, yeah, you'll yeah. be there and there'll be these, like, huge houses with, like, magnolia trees, like, out the front. And then you walk, like, three blocks over and it's just shotgun houses, like, yeah, chained yeah. up dog out front. <laughs> Turn around. Me and Eli were down there, roommate Eli. We were down there, and we we, we were by like two lane. We're at, at, oh the college, yeah. All these houses that like I guess professors live in or whatever, just massive, giant, beautiful houses. And then at like the end of one of those streets, there was a gas station where there were do there were dogs in, walking around the parking lot, and then dudes just like playing dominoes in the 
in the parking lot for the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Like that, it, that is a pretty good vibe. I'm not gonna lie. That seems like a fun yeah, place. It is all the stuff they tell you to go see. All, like every, like all the sites, people are like, yeah, it's be awesome. You know, you get to check this out. It's the history's cool, and you can get a drink, whatever. Then, no matter what the attraction is, they're also like, also just watch out for yourself. Watch out. <laughs> you know, keep your eye on your shoes because people will steal them and you won't even notice. Like, it's just crazy. <laughs> just not even making sense how they're pickpocketing you. <laughs> but yeah, like it. This is, we met a magician, me and Eli. This guy a street magician who just kept talking to us because we were like sitting near him and he was like yeah he's visiting new orleans we're like yeah and he goes ah, i've been down here for 10 years it's awesome <laughs> he goes you know like you know what generally what you want to do down here we're like yeah we're here for like a day or two just look around and he's like this neighborhood has got the best hookers in the city <laughs> <laughs> and then he went through each neighborhood he's like the hookers in this area they're like all right a little overpriced he's like if you look on Craigslist, you'll find ads for hookers in the Ninth Ward. I wouldn't go there. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, we're not looking. We did, did we say we were looking for hookers? Too? Like, <laughs> we're just ha- enjoying our jambalaya. <laughs> too spicy for me, though. Couldn't yeah, can't do it. No, it's okay. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to go down New Orleans bad, man. I, I just like to see it, you know? I've been watching this show. You should about uh this hospital after hurricane katrina called five days of memorial it was the hospital down there and basically it was like two hospitals in one because there's like an in like an old person living end of life sort of weird thing and then just a regular hospital and when katrina hit they didn't have like a proper flood evacuation plan and so they were just like killing people they're just like leaving them there like giving them a bunch of morphine they're just like killing people and then yeah running what, what do you t- mean when katrina hit? was katrina the name of the nurse that hit them <laughs> <Come on. laughs> yeah it's crazy how it's still that you go down to the city and you're like this it looks like a hurricane happened like three days ago really a lot of places it's like it's just flattened they just, 